Hello, friends. Meister here, bringing you episode 553 of Meister on the Mic. In today's episode, I am breaking down how to write better emails. I enjoy writing emails. I send a lot of emails, and I have received a handful of questions about how to improve one's writing in their emails. So I decided today's the day we're going to tackle that question. In this episode, I'm going to give you three points that I focus on and that I think will help you write better emails if that's what you're looking to do. All this and more, but first, hey DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get Maestroified. Three, two, one. Hello, 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 my podcast people, and thank you for joining me for yet another episode of my favorite podcast. It is Monday, February 12th, and it's raining. If you're watching, you can probably tell because the lighting's different. It's a little bit later when I'm recording this in the day, but whenever the lighting's good, it means that it's raining. It also means that I get this stupid banding back there. See that? That's called banding. I just don't have the bandwidth today to fix that, but it's because there's a mismatch between the light that's emanating from the M, the Maestro M, and the way that the camera, the frame rate of the camera. And so there's a mismatch, and so you get the banding. And I just, I couldn't deal with it today. So for those of you watching, apologies. For those of you listening, you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, so let's just keep on moving on. Uh, I got no major updates today. I will drop a few, we'll call them minor updates, and then we're going to jump into how to write better emails. I'm actually stoked about this episode. You can probably tell I'm speaking really quickly. Uh, I feel really passionate about emails and email marketing. And if you're an online business owner, the fact that you have to have an email list because it's the only thing that you own. It's the only way to future-proof yourself or technology-proof yourself, but not really technology-proof because if the internet died, then it doesn't matter you have an email address, but it's the only way to social media-proof, I don't know, your business, right? If social media goes, it dies, what are you going to do? You got to have contact and communication with your people that you own. And that's going to be your email list. So the minor updates, my shoulder snack peck thing that was going on, feeling good, feeling great. Shout out to Anna Hartman. Talked about her maybe two episodes ago. She's movement rev. I brought her on before, um, but she helped me out with that. I still get a little bit tingly sometimes in the arm, but I'm back to playing volleyball and I'm, I'm swinging with no, no hesitation. So we're good there. Um, like I said earlier, Big rain, but rain happens every time this time of year. Uh, rain happens every year this time of year. Um, remember, write the write the weather down, folks, because it all comes back again. Um, but there is like actually big rain in like I don't know, like maybe Santa Barbara area. I don't know in other parts of and I shouldn't say and other parts of LA because Santa Barbara isn't in LA, but um, in other parts of LA there are there's big rain, like big flooding is going on. People were messaging me, and I'm like, I'm fine. What are you talking about? And then I saw on. Instagram. And I was like, oh, that's what they're asking. Big rain. Um, But we're fine. Uh, I ordered a huge fake plant for the dining room because I don't have time to be dealing with an actual plant. Um, So I'll let you know how that goes. And if I like it, I'll shout out that company because it's hard to find, you know, good realistic plants. But this is big. It's like a six foot plant. 
let you know, right? We're still, we're still uh, decorating things and I love it. Um, and we'll talk about that kind of in relation to ChatGPT. Actually, that's a good segue. Uh, we're still updating. And one of the things that I use ChatGPT for is to help with decorating. So I have been using ChatGPT in general a lot more. Um, I upgraded to the 4.0, so that's the paid version. Um, I, I might do a full episode on that. Uh, but if you don't know what ChatGPT is or if you haven't listened to the original episode that I did, it was actually like a, like a video that I made for YouTube about ChatGPT. And this was like probably, I think, maybe October or November of 2022. You can check that out. We will drop it in the show notes. We'll also link it uh, below if you're watching on YouTube. Thank you, Jojo. Um, but I have been using ChatGPT for helping me decorate the apartment because you can actually upload pictures of things and then you can ask it to make suggestions. And it can generate pictures if you're using ChatGPT 4, version 4. Um, it, it, it has like this thing called Dolly and it will generate pictures. They're not like the best, but it still gives you an idea about things and then... You can, you can ask it anything you want, right? The sky's the limit. And really, I shouldn't say the sky's the limit. Your own ability to ask questions is the limit. And I've, I've just been loving, loving using it. So yes, I've been using it to help with decorating the apartment, but I've also been using it, you know, from a business perspective. I uploaded two lists the other day because they have, were both emails. Um, we're talking about emails. They were both emails from people, email addresses from people. And one list had 81 people, one had 82. And I was like, who's missing from this? You can upload that file directly to ChatGPT and ask which, what's the missing email address? So things like that. Um, I am loving it. I am starting to dabble and strongly consider using it to turn at least one podcast episode into a blog per month, mainly because I write a full ass outline for these podcast episodes so that uh, I honestly, I write the episode, I write the I write the outline because I'm doing video. If I wasn't doing video, I probably wouldn't outline it like this, but I don't have the capacity or the desire to be stopping the video. I shoot this whole thing in one take and that's because I have an outline here. So I'm thinking about uh, having it, I can upload a whole transcript and have it you know, generate a blog and then edit it um, and really put my voice into it, but we'll see. Um, or I could even just look at helping it, you know, create the SEO components of it, of, you know, headers and, and things like that and, and suggested keywords. And then from there, I can still write it myself, but inject those things. So using ChatGPT, and I will update you as to how that goes. But let's get into today's episode because I'm excited about this. We are talking about how to write, quote unquote, better emails. Right? This email, this email, wow. This episode is inspired by, my, by Tracy and Hillary. There's two clients of mine. I love them both. Um, and I have been mulling over, strongly mulling over, doing some sort of copywriting workshop program something. I don't know. But this is going to be the start of it. This episode is the start of it. And Hillary is the one that keeps asking me about copywriting. And I'm like, okay, I got to kind of think about how I want to do. Um, but then Tracy specifically asked, asked me if I had an episode about how to write better emails. Uh, because I have helped her. Right? She's one of my business clients. And I've helped her with some of her emails. I don't, I don't write them. I just give her kind of ideas for things. I give her some feedback. I read her emails. I give her some feedback. And she you know, was, was like, I really like the feedback you give me. I, it helps me. Um, do you have an episode about writing emails. And I was like, I don't. So we're going to do that today. Before we jump in, I got to plug my favorite email marketing service. It's ConvertKit. We will drop the affiliate link below. If you're looking to switch email marketing services, um, anything like that, or you're looking to start, right? if you haven't started, you're not behind, you've just identified your homework. Um, but we'll drop that below, we'll drop it in the show notes and in the uh, YouTube notes, whatever you want to call it. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you, Jojo. Um, but I also have two other episodes that are specifically, you know, they dive more into email marketing. Um, and I'm going to 
what's the word, direct you towards those because I don't have time in this one episode to go into why I suggest using ConvertKit and all the nuances of email marketing. Today, we're just talking about how to write better email. So the two other episodes that I'm going to direct you to are My Show on the Mic, episode number 535. That's how often should you email your list? And then My Show on the Mic, episode number 468, how to grow your email list, right? We will link those and you can check those out. The TLDR of those, right? Too long, didn't read, or maybe it should be the TL, TLDW or TLDL, right? Too long, didn't watch, too long, didn't listen, uh, is to write more, right? I will always be an advocate for volume. And with that, a, a way to modulate volume is frequency, right? If you wanna get better at writing, write more, <laughs> write more emails. You want more people on your list, write more emails. You want to get faster at doing it? Write more emails, okay? So let's hop into the episode, and I want to kick it off with three major points that I focus on when I write an email and that I think will help you write better emails. Point number one is to write how you speak. Point number two, identify the main point that you're trying to communicate in the email. And then point number three, think about how you want your audience to feel when they read that email. Okay. Now, of course, better is subjective. And I'm not implying that you need to do anything about your emails as they currently stand, right? It seems like people, and when I say people, I mean women or people socialized and raised female, have this default to think that there's a better way to do whatever it is that they're doing, right? There's always a better way to do it. Right? And I don't want to perpetuate that bullshit, right? So something that Jill and I talk about is the, the stylistic nature of copywriting, right? So when our clients ask for feedback on their sales pages, we want to make it objective and not just stylistic. So first we ask them how the page is converting, right? So we wanna see these pages typically converting, if you're looking at the metrics and such, get people to sign up for stuff, you wanna see them converting at 25% or more, right? Email opening rate is what we can compare this to. I wanna see at least a 50% opening rate if you have less than 5,000 people on your email. Right. email list. If you're hitting those numbers, then I'm going to say, keep going. Don't change anything. Right? Because I could always suggest things, but the changes would be, and the suggestions would be stylistic, meaning I wouldn't say it that way, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't say it that way. Right? I wouldn't say it that way, but it doesn't mean that it's wrong to say it that way. Right? So if people aren't hitting their numbers, and hitting those conversion rates, hitting those percentages, then when I do make suggestions, it's based on largely on the three points that I listed above, right? Which is write how you speak, identify the main point that you're trying to communicate, and then think about how you want your audience to feel. If I bring it back to this better discussion, right? I think it's, it's important to kind of dig into this. The existence of this episode right here that I am recording, that you're watching or listening to, it doesn't mean that your emails are bad or that they need to be better, right? I am simply sharing my approach to writing emails while using a title that grabs people's attention, maybe it grabbed your attention, based on what other people have said to me time and time again, that they want to write better emails. How do I write better emails, right? So if you think that your emails could be better, I want you to ask yourself why. Why do you think that they could be better? What is it about it? Right? Remember, sounding like someone else does not and will not make your emails better. It's actually going to hurt your writing. Right? 
Trying to sound like someone else is hurting your writing. Trying to sound like everybody else is definitely hurting your writing. My guess is that you feel like you're not communicating your message as clearly as you'd like. And perhaps secondarily, you feel like how other people's, you know, emails make you feel. You like that, right? You like how other people's emails make you feel like, oh, yeah, I feel like I want to buy this thing or I feel excited about it or I feel seen, whatever it is. And perhaps you'd like to be able to do that better for your audience. Um, if that's the case, that brings us to the action items for writing, quote unquote, better emails, right? The three major points, again, that I focus on when I'm writing an email, that when I'm writing anything, but today's episode is about emails, right? Three major points that I focus on when I'm writing emails and that I think may help you write better emails is number one, write how you speak. Number two, identify the main point that you're trying to communicate. And then number three, think about how you want your audience to feel when they read that email. As you can see, there's no copy-paste framework here, and that's intentional. It's not how I teach, but also this is very intentional for this episode. There's also no mention of subject lines because clever subject lines, that's a tactic, right? That's not a strategy. And I don't know, two or three episodes ago, I went into the difference between the two, right? But that's a simply, it's a tactic, not a strategy. If you write emails that people actually want to read, you don't need to worry about how to trick them into reading the email with a clever subject line. Right? You can start to have fun with these subject lines, but you're not like, oh, I'm counting on this subject line to do the heavy lifting. No. Let's write emails that people want to read. Right? And how do we know they're going to read them? Because it's going to be us. It's going to come from us, and we're going to attract people that want to hear from us. My biggest gripe when it comes to copywriting and this, all the copywriting that's out there and copywriters that are out there is that I think that a lot of them create mini versions of themselves. I'm thinking of a guy right now who he has a very um, specific style of writing, Cole Schaefer. I enjoy his writing. Sometimes I think he uses too many metaphors. I don't make that up. At times he uses too many metaphors for me and he's like too descriptive for me. It feels like it drags on. But if that's what people, if that's how he likes to write, more power to him. Right? So... As it relates to hiring a copywriter or working with a copywriter, learning from someone that's a copywriter, you want to make sure that you're not, you're not just becoming a mini version of them or a clone of them. My whole shtick is more you, M-O-A-R-U. To that end, I am here to help you sound like more of yourself, all right? I am here to make you sound more like yourself and to hopefully better communicate more of your ideas. So let's get into the action items here and break down each of those three points that I focus on when I'm writing, writing an email. Point number one, write how you speak. Some tactical things here. Edit after it's out of your head, right? Just get everything out on paper first. I watch people try to like manipulate sentences and things like that while it's still in their head and then nothing comes out because they're just like tongue-tied themselves in their head. Second point here, take off your marketer hat. I, I watch people write emails and, and sales pages and they're, I'm like, who the fuck are you trying to sound like? What, what are you doing? Enough with the fucking professionalism bullshit. Get, take, get, get rid of that. Stop thinking about that. You don't sound professional when you speak like that. You sound like you have a stick up your ass. And people don't like hanging out with people who have sticks up their ass. Okay? Take it off. Take the marketing hat off. Just be you. After you've written, read it out loud. Would you say what you wrote? If not, change it. This can also help with punctu punctuation. Like if you have a tendency to like have these really long sentences, read it out loud. And if you're like taking a million breaths in your sentence, 
it's probably too long, right? So consider that. If speaking comes easier to you, then use talk to text. I do it all the time. Be writing, reading, excuse me, neither of those two things. I'll be uh, dictating things as I'm walking moose and then I can go home and clean it up, right? So if you know that it just comes out easier when you speak, then speak it first and then you can look to clean it up, right? Edit it after it's out of your head. Last part here, or almost the last part of, of this, um, write how you speak section is identify how you speak. Do you know how you speak? Are you funny? You should know if you're funny. You do know if you're funny. I'm funny. I know this. People laugh, right? If you're funny, infuse humor into your writing. If you're not funny, don't. Please don't. It's going to be awkward for everyone. Are you very to the point when you speak? Cool. Then write like that. Be to the point. Are you long-winded? Then write longer emails and attract people who want to read longer emails. Are you sarcastic? Use sarcasm. Do you digress a lot? Then digress. Do you have side note points that whenever you're speaking? Cool. Do that in your writing and use parentheticals. I do it all the time. Either way, it has to be you. People should read it and be like, man, this... People should read it, and if they ever have the chance to meet you, they should be like, it's the same. It sounds the same. I can hear your voice. Or if they've met you before and then they start reading your writing, they should be like, I read this in your voice. It sounds like you. And it should because it's you. Stop trying to sound like someone else. It's hurting your writing. Point number two that I focus on when I'm writing an email is identify the main point that you're trying to communicate in that email. This, to me, is a push for or a case that I can make for increasing your volume, aka increasing your writing frequency, right? Because frequency is a way to modulate volume. I'm not talking about just writing longer emails. I'm talking about writing more emails, right? When you write more emails, you have more real estate, which means it's easier to be okay saying just one thing per email. Because you're like, I gotta get it all out because I'm never gonna write again or I'm not gonna write for like five more months. You're like, I'm writing again on Tuesday. So like, I can just say one thing, right? This is also a push for writing outside of times when you're selling because the main point that you're trying to communicate doesn't have an underlying you know, tone or underlying goal of trying to get the reader to buy something. It's just you sharing your ideas, you working on your communication skills, you communicating your ideas. Okay? So as it relates to the identifying this main point, I prefer to identify the main point before I start writing, right? The main point that I'm trying to communicate in this email, the thing that I want people to walk away with, the thing that I want people to take away from this email. I'm going to identify that before I, write e- before I start writing. The main point can be a goal as well, right? So if we're talking about a goal, it could be that you want to let people, let people know that something is for sale. It could be that you just want to share ideas, right? So you want to share ideas about how to meal prep for running. It could be that you want to update people about a website bug. It could be that, you know, if we're thinking about main points, right? What is the main point of this email? It could be that alcohol is killing your gains. That's just the main point. You're trying to communicate that point. It could be, I'm thinking about Jill. She just sent an email out, right? Right now is the best time to start an online business. That is the point of that email. You've identified what the main point is. Then... And you will go and write, make sure that you've communicated and articulated that main point. You should have at least one sentence that specifically states that main point. Go through, comb through. I usually say it one to three times, if not more. But I want to say that that main point so people know I'm going to drive home that main point. Of note, if the main point is that the doors are open. If your main goal is to let people know that the doors are open or something, that you're selling something and today is the day it's starting, let the whole email be about that and say it with your whole chest, right? 
say it with your whole chest. Don't put in some fucking PS in the bottom and have it be about some other shit. What is the main point? To let people know that the, do- that the doors are open? What's your goal? To let people know that the doors are open? Then let them know. That's the whole email. Okay. Next point with this, and then we'll move on to the third, uh, is one of the reasons I really like writing things on the computer as opposed to by hand uh, is that I can like move stuff around. So one of the things that I'll do is like you could, as I'm saying this, I'm like, you could be writing your own kind of outline for how to outline a, an email. And it would be main point, right? And identify what the main point is. And then other points that you want to communicate. So other things that you want to say, they should support the main point, right? I will list those out. So the reason I like to do this on the computer is that like I'll write things out and then at the bottom, I'll like hit control enter and start a new page. And I'm going to write things on there that I'm like, okay, but I don't, I don't want, I want to mention this thing in reference to this. All right. So this way I write it, everything out and then I can go to the end and be like, did I mention that point? Does it still fit in here? And then I can bring it in. Right. The power of technology. I'm just thinking now when people had typewriters, right? Like you couldn't do that. I guess you could, like, you couldn't do it. You can't like go back and insert things, right? So you have the ability to do that. So you can write the whole thing out, right? Edit it afterwards. But I also have a running list of things that I want to talk about. They still, they support the main point, right? There are additional points, but they support that main point. And then I can go and put those back in, right? And see if it makes sense if it decide, decide if it makes sense to put them back in. All right. The third point uh, that I think about when I'm going to write an email is how do you want your audience to feel when they read this? I think that this right here might be the biggest area where people can improve. Some things that people may want to feel, I mean, a list of things, a list of ways that people may want to feel excited, informed, inspired, motivated, seen, heard, understood, supported, certain. If you're just writing an email to just write, then share what you're feeling. Don't worry about trying to, you know, elicit or evoke a, a feeling from people. Just write what you're feeling. If the audience is your people, then there's a good chance that they're feeling that same thing as well, right? which will make them feel connected to you, which will make them feel heard, seen, understood. So an example from my own emails is I sent an email out during COVID, during early COVID, and I wrote about what I didn't want to see come back, right? Things that I didn't want to come back. It wasn't, I wasn't trying to make people feel any kind of way. I was leaning to how I was leaning into how I was feeling. And I was just writing to write and stay connected with my audience. I wasn't trying to sell something, right? Again, this is a play for writing when you're not selling. I understand that at the end of the day, right? If you're listening to this in the context or for online business, you want to make sales, right? Because making money is what makes it a business. The success of any launch is 100% dictated and determined by what you were doing six months, a year, 18 months, six years before that actual launch, which is why I want you emailing your people and communicating with your people outside of the times when you are launching and selling something. Um, So within this same theme of running a business, running an online business, why would you want people to feel a certain kind of way? Right? Well, we put the business hat on and from that perspective, we want them to feel a certain kind of way because that is what will help them take action. This is not grimy. This is not manipulative in the bad sense of the word. Because manipulative, manipulation is, right? Like babies manipulate all the time. Like they cry to get you to do something and get you to act a certain kind of way. We are looking to write in order to try and get people to feel a certain kind of way. Why? So that they take action. 
I, sometimes the action, you know, when I'm writing, sometimes the action isn't that I want them to buy the thing. I'm like, cool, I would love for you to buy the thing, but I just want you to actually just take action. And if that means like you go somewhere else, amazing. Right? But that's my whole shtick. It's not, yes, I want you to, I would love if it's a good fit, take action with me. But if you're like, it's not a good fit, fine. I don't care, but just go take action and build your best life. Right? So from a tactical perspective, you think about what your people are feeling and what is stopping them from taking action. I think that people that marketers, business owners don't do a very good job of this. They don't take a moment to, to they don't take a beat, they don't take a pause to say, what are my people feeling right now? I, why are they not doing the thing? That's what a good coach is going to do. It's not just going to be like, you know, vomit information and, you know, word diarrhea, whatever you want to call it, right? It's whatever GI issue it is. They're not going to do that. They're going to stop and think, why isn't this person doing the thing that they said that they want to do? What are they feeling? Right? Are they scared? Do they think that they're alone? They're the only one, and so they don't want to do it? Are they embarrassed that they've waited so long to take action? Are they embarrassed that they waited so long to do that thing? Are they unsure? Are they uncertain because they don't have enough information just in general? Do they feel hopeless because things seem so daunting? Take a moment or a lot of moments and think about what are your people feeling and why haven't they taken action? Why haven't they taken action towards the things that they say that they want. That's a big part there. They have to say that they want this thing. Maybe they, if, if they don't want it, and that's why they haven't taken action because they don't give a fuck about it. But if you're like, hey, they want this outcome and they're not moving towards it, why? What is it? Is it too daunting? It's too difficult. They're alone. They don't know where to start. What is it? Then when you write, speak to those feelings. That in, in and of itself, right, speaking to those feelings will make people feel seen. But... We want to speak to those feelings and then we want to provide a solution. Solution meaning helping them feel the opposite of what they're currently feeling, which presupposes that they no longer want to feel that way, which we can presuppose that because the people are saying, I want this outcome. I don't have it right now. I don't, I want this outcome. Okay, well, then you got to change how you feel. So we need to take action. Right? If the goal is just to make people feel seen, then you don't have to provide a solution, right? If you're just communicating with people just to communicate with people and you know, connect with them, you don't have to provide solutions. Right? But if you're like, hey, I want to help someone take action. I want to help someone do something, do something, do the thing. I want to help people move towards their goals. I want to help people accomplish their goals. Then we have to say, what are, you current feeling, what are you currently feeling that's stopping you from achieving that goal? Okay, well, here's a solution to that. Right. Here is where I think we can look to implement such ta tactics such as storytelling. I hear th this, you know, words, this, because I think that it's a hyphenate, right? This, I hear this hyphenated words come up a lot, right? About storytelling. I'm not a good storyteller. It doesn't matter, right? The pushback that I'm going to give you is that I don't think you need to be a good storyteller. I don't think of myself as a storyteller, right? I think that I'm very good at providing context for people. And that's what I would love for you listening to this or watching this to think about when you're writing. Provide context for people, after you've established and you determined the main point of this email, think to yourself, what is my experience with this? Why are you bringing this thing up in this moment? Why do you care about it? And then write those things out. Give it context. Give the email, give the main point context. Giving something context gives people something to be interested in. Keeps them reading, keeps them going. So yes, it could be like a you know, true story, if you like telling like stories from like the traditional, 
you know, definition of the word, or you could just think about providing context for people instead of just providing information. Right? Yes, there is absolutely something to be said about how the style of writing can and will make people feel something or feel a certain kind of way. But to me, this is a bit more advanced and should be secondary to simply writing in your own voice and getting um, comfortable with that and getting proficient and efficient with that, right? And so if I cover this, it'll be in another episode, right? If I cover, you know, how your speed, the, the style of writing, I'll cover in another episode if I cover it. But if you are ready to cross that bridge, right? Then, self-suggestion, use ChatGPT, right? We're going to make, bring a full circle here, bringing a full circle to what I spoke about earlier. Use ChatGPT. Submit a writing sample, aka like submit one of your full emails. Or sub, like, when I say submit, there's like a, a free write space, like a prompt box. Put in an email. Put in an entire transcript for something. Something that, that shows how you write and how you speak. And then ask it to describe the tone and voice. From there, you can ask what you need to change in order to make that style of writing either more motivating or more inspiring or more informative, whatever you want, however you want to make it. ChatGPT can do it. You're not going to ask it to do it for you. You would say, what would I need to change? And it will give you a list of things. It'll say like kind of words, the type of words that you can use, um, how long the sentences should be. Right? I tend to speak in a more motivating way, just inherently. And it can pick that up. I can submit, uh, enter a transcript or an email and it will say that, right? I've done it before. I'm like, just like describe this tone of the, describe the tone and voice of this writing for me. You can use that as well if you want to input that response then so that it can generate more things with that same tone. But I don't love, I don't love having it generate things. It just, I just don't think it does a great job um, with that. But you can use it to offer suggestions on how to change your writing so that uh, you can, you know, change that style and evoke different feelings and emotions and things like that. All right. But the three major points that I focus on when I write an email or anything and that I think could help you write better emails are, again, number one, write how you speak. Number two, identify the main point that you're trying to communicate in your email. Singular. One main point. And then number three, Think about how you want your audience to feel when they read that email. After doing those things, I think it's just like any other skill. Right? Writing is communicating. It's a skill. And I think that volume and repetition will become your best friends. Speaking of volume, I have committed this year to writing more. Uh, my word of the year is write, and I've been leaning into it. I'm writing currently one to two times a week to my email list. And if you'd like to join the list, you want to check out how I do things, right? or you just want more maestro, we'd love to have you as part of the more maestro. Nope, that's the wrong name. As part of the maestro male family. I guess we could call it the more maestro male, but it's technically if you want, if and when you join, you'll see that the header is maestro male. Uh, but we'd love to have you. And by we, I mean me and everyone else that's on that list. Would love to have you as part of the fam. So uh, we will drop the link to join in the show notes and below. Or if you can remember things, I can't remember URLs like this, but you can head on over to themovementmaestro.com forward slash email list, all lowercase. Uh, and I'll take you to the page where you can sign up. All right. But that is all that I got for you for this episode. I hope that you found it helpful. I intentionally didn't lay out some, you know, super 
fill-in-the-blank type of framework. Um, but I do think from this, you can create your own framework for things in terms of, and you know, kind of like a checklist, if you will, for writing a better email, uh, which is number one, goes without saying, write how you speak. Then number two, I would say, what's the main point? Number three, I would say any additional or supporting, supporting points that you want to have in there. Number four, how do I want the audience to feel? And then number five, any calls to action. Right? And then you just write those things out, write your email, send it. All right. That is all I got for you. I enjoyed this episode. Hopefully you did as well. If you got any requests or anything like that for emails, for emails, well, I can write it as an email, uh, but any requests for episodes, I would love to hear you, hear from you. It's super helpful for me. And I think it's helpful for the audience. So hit me up, slide in the DMs at The Movement Maestro, or you can give me a little texty text, 310-737-2345. As always, endlessly, endlessly, endlessly appreciative for every single one of you. Until next time, friends, maestro. Maestro.